0: Life moves pretty fast.
1: You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it.
0: Who said that? Who the f- said that? There's a Toby S. The
1: Phone's for you. I think it's the devil.
0: Who are these fing guys? There's a Toby F! We'll go to the moon event together. It's a lot of nonsense. A
1: little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. What time is it? Welcome to the Total BS Podcast. I'm Saul Bookman, and guess who is back? Back again. Justin's back.
0: Guess who's back? So you better tell a friend. So, uh, listen, Corey was right. The economy has dipped. People are looking for, you know, some money. So they decided to pawn off their extra gold jewelry. And your boy's cashing out. I picked up, yes, a third chain during this quarantine. So, Corey is right. Your boy's looking very lovely. I did not go to good old Tom's, but I'm looking right. Yeah. You didn't go to Tom's, but you did go to Tijuana. And that's <laughs> it. Let's get it rolling. Right down the street.
1: <laughs>
0: your fans just might turn into off fans. Be cool, it's just part of the program. Spit your best 16 if you must, you're not whack. You just sound whack rapping after auto. Yo, your fans just might turn into off fans. Be cool, it's just a part of this program. Bitches best 16 if you must You not whack, you just sound whack Rapping after us Saul, no person Should ever say You know want to know what I think of when I think of Tijuana? Because when you, when you hear That sentence, you're like Where are you going to go?
1: <laughs> What's going on? I always yeah, think no.
0: a 40-year-old virgin <laughs> What Seth Rogen is talking about his weekend The real ones know what I'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, we won't go down that road. Uh, you know, I've never been to Tijuana, uh, so I can't speak on Tijuana. I've been to Nogales.
0: Nogales know. is awesome.
1: Uh, Nogales isn't, isn't too bad. You know, Nogales was the first place I have ever I ever had alcohol. And, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was eighteen, went down there, went to the club, and uh, man, it was uh, it was lit. Did you, did you bite the evil worm? I did not. I wasn't allowed oh, to go down that
0: oh, No, 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 Especially in <laughs> I,
1: I'm not. I'm not even lying. Like I felt like I was in like the 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 Club Babylon uh, in Scarface. <laughs> 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 I was. I was like, oh man. Like I had like every like you know bad image of that movie in my head and i was like man i hope i don't get you know shot tonight or something like that like it was just but it was totally cool and everybody was you know everybody was having a great time and there was a bunch of college students down there in the club and it was just you know it it was what it was and uh it was a good times man good times Mm -hmm. but you know you know no has some some pretty decent food you know who does not have decent food
0: the NBA bubble (laughs) oh man (laughs) so many pictures have been leaked over the last few days, because players are starting to come in, uh, you know, teams are, are reporting, and you know they're starting their training camp, or if that's what you want to call it, just get ready for the bubble. And we're now starting to see the difference between the high rollers and the guys who make handsome money in the NBA, guys like LeBron James and other superstars. And then you have Troy Daniels, who's a role player, still a very good player. He was the first one to leak photos of these meals that these, uh, chefs or whoever is preparing the meals for them. And we got a very generic boxed salad with just like a a little cup of fruit. I don't know if there was some yogurt in there. Point being, it looked like something you'd get at a courtyard in the middle of the day, like a like a simple lunch buffet that they just throw in uh, for your room. It did not look like the type of food that millionaires would eat. But then you got LeBron James on Taco Tuesday having the most delicious tacos ever, looked like it was prepared uh, by a four- or five-star chef. So uh, we're starting to see different meal picks. I know Kyle Kuzma uh, put out some great sushi picks. But then you look at Troy Daniels, and it looks like Ja Rule is running the Orlando bubble. Shout Fire out to FireFest.
1: Yeah, no, I I mean, I agree. You know, that food looks like something I would get at, like, some whack conference. You know what I mean? Like, they're just just handing out trays of food. You know, it's like, you know, the picture itself reminded me of, like, the scene in Shawshank where Andy Dufresne finally sits down with his food and he sees, like, a worm (laughs) (laughs) and he pulls it out and then he gives it to jake (laughs) yeah you know it was just oh man that that looked a little bit rough it looked now rough in relation to what their status is you know money fame stuff like that right if if i was to get something like that i'm not a mega millionaire I, i am not a nationally known person i don't have a lot of fame like I'd be okay with it, right? Like I, I just deal with it. I eat what what I like and then I move on. But hey, man, Here, options are limited.
0: Here's the thing though, you know, if like for guys like us, we're sports writers. So we go to a lot of games and events and usually they provide food for you. It, and since I work in the Pac-12, I, you know, luckily with my job, I'm able to travel sometimes. Um, so I'm able to see, you know, different venues and the different styles of food. University of Phoenix stadium by the way has the best food service for media. I w- Oh, absolutely. They a have million and, times over. Mac and cheese, chicken tenders like it is for a fat guy, it is the the preferred spread.
1: The, that that and also um when you're talking about like good food, it, it you would be so shocked cuz it looks it doesn't look appealing, but the food at Chase Field for the Diamondbacks yeah. in the cafeteria I mean, I don't know what they do. I don't know what they put, but, man, mm-hmm. it hits every time. You mm-hmm. know who has the worst food
0: school all time? Say UCLA and USC. Ooh. I was going mean? to say because they have, like, very generic box sandwiches. The, the Troy Daniels photo actually reminded me of the stuff that they give you in L.A. It's just very generic, just boxed food. It, it's it's going to hold you over for the few hours that you're there at the game, but – Anytime I'm in L.A., I always go get something to eat right afterwards. So, I mean, no matter how much popcorn, and, man, I do eat a lot of popcorn at UCLA and USC, plus the food, it just – it doesn't really do it for me. So that – I'm always stuck with going in and out afterwards, and that's the sign of a good spread. Anytime I go to university – well, now it's called State Farm Stadium. Um, Anytime I go up to that stadium or any professional stadium up in in Phoenix – it's always the best spread. I I never have to go eat something afterwards. So, I, I, I the the food in the Pac-12, like the, the Pac-12 tournament,
1: is equally garbage. It is not good. It is yeah some dried at Ch- dried ass Chinese food and you know some you know baked egg rolls that taste like your grandma's feet. Like, it just... How do you know that taste? (laughs) I don't want to know. I don't want to know. (laughs) She used to stomp grapes in the backyard, man. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But but Uh, fortunately,
0: you know, after we're done with the sporting events, we have that luxury of going anywhere in that city. Unfortunately for Troy Daniels, unless he can afford what LeBron is getting, he's got to be stuck with that until it's time for... For you to say adios to the bubble absolutely absolutely
1: you know you're you're kind of stuck and when you're stuck you're stuck and they're stuck because there's protocols in place and they can't break those protocols and speaking of protocols uh you know these players are arriving in orlando i think every team is there now um the setup that they have is pretty cool uh and they have multiple courts with their you know each home team's court laid out it's pretty dope um but each team had to quarantine for 36 hours to make sure that everybody's good to go. They're all going to get retested a million times over. By the time the season starts, I think everything is going to be good in the bubble. Now that they're in the bubble, I think in this first week, in this first week or two, you could probably expect, you know, maybe a couple positive tests. But outside of that, once they get moving forward that's where the the real test is going to come in for the bubble. Because if you start to have any positive tests here in like, let's say a month, you know, then you have a real problem because yeah. there's some type of breach. Somebody's coming in affected. How are we getting, you know, how are people getting this? They need to figure that out. And that's why they have all these protocols in place. And they're one of the first ones to really start, start going down this road. Major league baseball started and that's where we're going to kind of take this conversation, the protocols, right? Because Justin, you brought to my attention, the ridiculousness of the NFL rules, or at
0: least some of them want you to uh, explain. So according to several NFL reporters, the big wigs, uh, Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, uh, they have reported that the NFL plans to have these certain precautionary measures for after the game. So, their fingers crossed they're still hoping that NFL season will be in effect uh in the fall but these players cannot interact each other within six feet from each other and they can't swap jerseys after the game and swapping the jerseys has really been a huge thing in American sports over the last few years it's it's always been a a European soccer thing and it's uh, really made a splash in in U.S. sports, uh, not just NFL, but you start to see it uh, in the NBA because there's a lot of international players. But I, I think it's such a cool thing to do because it's a sign of respect. You know, you went to battle against this person, and at the end, you know, you're both shaking hands. You have this, you know, mutual respect for each other, and you're going to swap jerseys, and that jersey is going to be framed and posted in, in some man's man cave. But it's almost like a trophy. And yeah. I think it's been such a cool part in the NFL, but they don't get to do that anymore. So you can tackle, you can grab each other, you can sweat on each other, you can breathe on each other. Think about the sport of football and how close it is. Think about offense and defensive linemen. Oh, yeah. They are literally head-to-head every single play smacking into each other. But God forbid you want to have a a conversation with someone you just went to battle against and you want to swap their jerseys. You can't do that. It it just, it, it it, it makes me sit there and scratch my head. And I had to sit there and look at the tweet for a little bit to make sure like, this is actually a real thing. But what's the point? If you're not allowed to do any of this, you're testing everyone, you're checking their temperatures. You're making sure that everyone is COVID-19 free. But you can't swap jerseys after the game. At that point, it's like, why are we even playing the game? Exactly.
1: That's and that's kind of my point. You know, I you you have all these protocols to try and protect these players, right? Once they get inside the bubble or once they get inside, you know, said facility, hey, like everything should be should relatively be back to normal, right? On the field. Like you shouldn't you shouldn't be overthinking this, you know, because if either they're safe or they're not. Either way, six-footed distance isn't going to make a big difference because at some point you're going to get closer than that. Yeah. You know, you're know, you talking about a catcher in baseball with an umpire right over his shoulder, you know what I mean? And then a catcher and a batter not even two feet apart, you know what I mean? Uh, a first baseman and a runner on first, you know, like these are the things. You, your quarterback and your center, you know, in the huddle, like all these things are, are unavoidable. Like they're unavoidable. Yeah. It's part of the game. Like you have to go through with it. In basketball, we we are seeing in the tournament. I think the tournament's doing kind of a, a pretty good job yep. because they're allowing the players to just play on the court, and and so they're they're giving each other high fives, they're dabbing each other, they're excited. Like it's a physical game, you know. Most of these games are physical games. Baseball not being one of them, and you have to be able to allow some common sense to seep in because. You know, it, it, you preventing somebody from getting a jersey—is it going to stop them from getting tackled and sweat dripping all over them?
0: Possibly blood is.
1: and blood. You know what I mean? Like, you're gonna if you're gonna get it, you're gonna get it at that point. You know, and I think each one of these players understands the risk that they're taking by by you know playing in these sports, and they understand that like this is a very real possibility. This could happen, but yeah. on the other hand, like we're here to play a game. Yeah. And no part of this should should be a. So none of these sports are socially distanced sports. So just
0: move on. Well, TBT is a rare case compared to the rest of these sports because TBT doesn't have millionaires. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have players who make really good money overseas. But for the most part, everyone's playing for money because they're trying to get that cash pot. So you have a lot of hungry players all within this area so you kind of get this sense that these guys are a little bit more disciplined by making sure that they're staying locked in they have their eye on the prize and they are not making make they're not giving any chance at testing positive for COVID-19 and then risking money and that's why I think with this NBA bubble you're going to see who's disciplined and who's not, who's going to be the leader and make sure that everyone stays locked in and is focused on the goal, which is to win a championship. The NFL is a, is, a, is a different case because you're not in this bubble and same with the MLB. You're not in this enclosed area. So you have a better understanding on where your athletes are going and you can get a better sense of tracking them. So I don't know what they're going to do with the NFL. I don't know what they're going to do with major league baseball, um, I, I'm optimistic about how the season is gonna go, but all these precautionary measures, like you said, Saul, it just it makes me think, you know, why are we even playing this game? You're asking going to, back to baseball. There's no spitting, right? You can't chew sunflower seeds. I know the the chewing tobacco rule has been in effect over the last few years, even though players don't really abide by it. But, yeah. um, you know, you're asking players who have been so used to doing these things on a daily basis and then you're telling them to stop. I get it. It's only for a season, and it's going to be a little uncomfortable, but all these little tiny things, I understand, but at the same time, I sit there and say, what's the point? I want to see a better – I want to see a really good product when I watch live sports. I have a solution for all of this.
1: Hear me out. If I was okay. the commissioner let, – let's say I'm the NFL commissioner. Let's say I'm, I'm the new Roger Goodell, right? You have each team in their facility. I mean, all these all these stadiums, all of them have multi-million dollar suite levels and things of that nature, right? They have, you know, state-of-the-art facilities, um, locker rooms, X, Y, Z. So you, for the NFL, you start now and you have a two-week testing period, right? A two-week quarantine period, if you will. Um, players are free to go to the grocery store and any, you know, necessary things, but that's it. Then you come back. You go to their, their stadium, right? So let's say that the Cardinals, um, or even the Raiders in their new stadium, right? The Raiders they show up to their new stadium, um, and there's a there's a quarantine period inside the stadium, and each player has their own suite. Okay, each player has their own suite, and usually these places have multiple levels of suites. So you have like your first row of suites, and then you have a second row. Any family members that would like to join these players. Inside the bubble, um, they can come and they can be in the in the suite on the next level, um, but they have to follow the same kind of procedures as well. So then, like so then you have the players inside the stadium. It's a controlled environment. Nobody can come in. Nobody can go out outside of food services and stuff like that. And and then you have all the facilities and the training uh, things that you're going to need in that facility. Um, You could probably convert some rooms into like a theater. You can probably convert some other rooms into other things and make it a true like bubble environment for each individual team. And so that way you could still have your family members there. You could still have, you know, all the services that you need. You got the best medical in the world with the staffs that they have. And and you don't leave that that quarantine bubble until the season is over. So you start in preseason. You go through training camp, and that way you know each team that's going to fly out. First of all, they're they're all flying private, so the 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 flying crew and all that other sort of stuff probably has to follow the same kind of protocol. They fly out, they go directly to the stadium, and you know maybe you have another half of the stadium that's just for the visiting team that week, and and the same thing applies. You know they bring their family members, whatever. If anybody could pull this off, it would be the NFL because they have mega million dollars, you know billions yeah. of dollars. And I just think in the space and the Red Sox did something like that with Fenway Park. And if they can pull something like that with Fenway Park, one of the oldest ballparks in the world, uh, no other stadium has an excuse because every every other stadium is way more souped up than Fenway Park.
0: I I saw Alex Verdugo's post at at Fenway Park, and he had a whole suite to himself Mm -hmm. and it looked great. And I, I, I think that's a brilliant plan, Saul. But here's the thing. It makes way too much sense. It's it's too logical <laughs> for MLB and NFL to use that plan, and I agree. You know, if Fenway Park is able to do that, imagine AT and T Stadium. Imagine Jerry's World. Oh man, and, and the space that they have. Yeah. Hey, you think players? Much, think, sense?
1: You think players uh, wouldn't be thinking about that next time free agency came around? <laughs> like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm gonna play for the Cowboys because I remember last time I was in quarantine. Man, this shit sucked. <laughs>
0: Jerry Jones, this could be the blueprint to finally get that damn Super Bowl you've been waiting for.
1: There you go, there you go. <laughs> uh You know, like I said, it costs millions and millions of dollars. I'm sure to pull something like that. Um, but you know who who has millions and millions of dollars? Our boy, Mahomes. Mahomes, my homie. My homie, uh, Patrick Mahomes signing a 503 million dollar contract, which is just absurd. becomes the highest paid player in sports in american sports history uh, now obviously we know how nfl contracts work not all of it is guaranteed but i do believe something over 400 plus million is guaranteed and yeah. he has an insurance clause that gives him at least 150 should he get hurt
0: i love due just due to set i love it and and it, i think it was obviously mutual because you don't Sign a contract unless it's a mutual agreement, and you understand, you know everything, and, and you're okay for it. But I love the fact that he's not tied to the salary cap, and that was one of the biggest concerns when he signed because people saw ten years. That's a baseball contract. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, no quarterback is signing a deal for ten years. Usually, I mean, it could be, you know, five, maybe six at the most, but ten years. The salary cap is going to go up in five years. He's not tied to the salary cap space, and that's why this contract is worth over five hundred uh, million dollars. Initially, the the first report that Schefter put out was the deal was going to be worth um, anywhere from like four hundred to four hundred and fifty, and then people saw five hundred and three and said, "Oh wow, yeah, I'm I'm signing that. Re- it, it it's it's a no brainer to me. Yeah, um, and I it's so great to see you know this kind of contract." for that kind of player. You know, me being one of 20 chargers fans in the whole entire world. I hate the fact that Patrick Mahomes is going to terrorize the AFC, specifically the AFC West for the next uh, 10 plus years. But you know, he's such a great quarterback and he is so good for the game. Did I expect Patrick Mahomes to be at this level when we all saw him at Texas tech? Absolutely not. But ever since he's come into the league, He waited his for his turn. Remember, Alex Smith was the the number one starter when he was first drafted. And then Alex Smith had that gruesome leg injury, almost like uh, Joe Theismann. And then Patrick Mahomes was the guy. And he stepped right in. Not only has won MVP, but he's taken the Chiefs to the Super Bowl and has finally gotten Andy Reid over that Super Bowl curse. And he's only 24 years old. Think about that. He is only 24 years old. Is Patrick Mahomes even in the prime of his career? And you want to know what's something insane? He admitted that he did not know how to read defenses until 2018. Oh, it's crazy. It's scary. This man now knows how to read defenses? Oh, my goodness. Patrick Mahomes in his career, it's on a trajectory as the greatest of all time. And honestly, I hope it happens because he's such a great quarterback and he is so good for the game. Now... I can't let this slide, Saul. This man does put ketchup on steak.
1: Yeah, he won't be doing that anymore. I promise you. The places that he can go and he can afford, there will be none of that. You don't need to. And he's from Texas,
0: which is so crazy. Like nobody does that in Texas. Nobody. Yeah, unless it's like Whataburger spicy ketchup. But even then, it's steak. You don't put ketchup on steak. So I'm going to always hold him for that. But I'm just I'm so thrilled for Patrick Mahomes, and like I said, the whole not being tied to the salary cap thing is what makes this deal worth it.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's an incredible contract. It's it's a brilliant move to lock up your quarterback for ten years. Um, I wonder what the cap implications are going to be for the rest of the team as we move forward. They still have another big signing that they need to try and get under um, with Chris Jones, their defensive tackle, who's one of the best in the league. That's going to be a tough signing now that you've got. Mahomes, actually, I think Mahomes this year will not count against the cap. Um, that this contract will not count against the cap, so he's still got like maybe a year or even two left on his rookie deal. Um, yeah. So it- it's looking good that way. But after that, what do you do? You know, so maybe yeah. you give Chris Jones a front-loaded contract, and then you know on the back end it's a little depleted. Justin, I just had a thought, and you okay. tell me if I'm if I'm speaking out of turn or if uh, this sounds like a pretty legit thing. You know, we we haven't been able to do anything sports-wise. We haven't been able to watch sports. And one of the great American uh, novelties when it comes to sports is fantasy football. And it's just so great. And I just had the thought, why don't we do a fantasy football draft um, and invite eight other of our closest friends to come on and be a part of the first ever Total BS Podcast Fantasy Football Draft, I think I'm that would be fun. Hopefully, we have a season to be able to do a draft. But you know what, man? At this point, I, I,
0: anything is going to satisfy my craving for football. I'm afraid. I'm afraid <laughs> because if there is a season, I know how serious you take fantasy football. So, uh, see, yeah. I, I'm the guy that's like, listen, I'll I'll pay for one league. Maybe like a a, a fifty dollar buy-in league, but that's the only league I'm paying for. This man Saul is in like, <laughs> I, like a, I, I, a band deep in fantasy football. First of all, first of all, let's let's talk. I was in three leagues last year, okay?
1: Um, one of them I didn't really take seriously. Sorry, Justin. I just didn't take that league seriously.
0: It was a free league.
1: The, and the second one, it was a work fantasy football league, and uh, you know, it was like a $20 buy-in, whatever. And it was Man, I was so hot. <laughs> I was so hot because, like, I, I like you, you can you can work all season long, and then you get to the end, and if you get the runner
0: up, you don't get like maybe you get twenty bucks. Like, what is that? No, like that's that's garbage. So you only get twenty. It's a it's a fifty dollar buy in, but you only get twenty bucks. So you're still no, it's a twenty dollar
1: buy in, and you only
0: get twenty dollars back if you get, you if you get runner break. up.
1: Yeah, it, it was just it was just I did not like it. I hated it. I hated yeah. every little bit of it, right and then um and then I'm in this other league, which is my big money league, and it was 250, 250 buy-in, um, everybody 250 buy- in, so the pot was uh 1500 for the winner, 750 for second place, so on and so forth. So no matter what, you were coming away with a pretty good chunk of change and uh yeah, I won it this year. I came in second a couple times, but I finally I finally won the crown this year. Um, and so, yeah, I, t- I, definitely take that seriously and, and I do my homework and I do my research and that's why I think Justin, this is a great opportunity to bring on all the people who think that they can compete with the top dog. And if you want a shot at the title, c- come see me about that. Let's go. Let's do it. The total BS podcast, fantasy football draft.
0: I'm down. I'm down. And one thing that I've learned is don't overthink your picks because you always, think like man I got this diamond in the rough wide receiver like I always take a chance on a rookie uh, just to you know kind of keep in the back pocket and I really thought I was gonna make some moves with tavon Austin as this was back when he was a rookie. Dude only got like 30 points the entire season so last year I had <clears throat> I
1: had um, Kenyon Drake at the beginning of the season when he was with the Dolphins and for some reason I did not trade him I just could not let him go I don't know why and then he got traded to the Cardinals and immediately my man pays dividends for me and so then uh so then we get to like week 15 or 16 I can't remember what it was but they're playing the Browns at home and the person I'm playing in the first round of playoffs I forgot who he had that had like three touchdowns and went kind of crazy went off and I just sat there and I was like oh man I'm I might be roasted now and I just happened to be covering the Cardinals game they're playing the Browns and Kenyon Drake goes off for four touchdowns <laughs> hey I don't usually like to break protocol but when I saw my man Kenyon after the game I was like bro you saved my fantasy thank football so season man <laughs> hey, thank you so much man and you know he dabbed me up and he was like it's all good baby I was like man I'm riding you the whole the whole way <laughs> And I had also drafted Kyler Murray earlier in the year um, or before the season because he was that one rookie that I was like, well, you know, if he if he balls out, that's a that's a good bonus. And I had him um, as my backup quarterback and he paid off uh, randomly from game to game. And hey, that's why I won the title, man. You got sometimes you just got to go with your gut instinct. And I did not let my man Kenyon Drake go and it paid off for me. And this year I'm looking for the same thing so uh, if you want to be a part of the Total BS podcast fantasy football draft all you got to do is hit us up on Twitter hit us up on Twitter we'll add you to the list um it'll be the it'll be the first 10 you got to be serious about it though cuz if you if you flake out we will call you out especially on our live stream podcast every Sunday so again if you want to be a part of it uh, and we'll decide like what we want to do money wise. Hey, maybe we can get a sponsor to 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 give a big prize or something like that. Who
0: knows? You know. But we're gonna have fun with this, and we'll see how it goes. What do you think, Justin? Be serious about it. Don't draft Peyton Manning and have a bunch of fun with it. You can draft Rob Gronkowski now. Yeah. So, yeah, just have fun with it. I am very excited. Fingers crossed that there is a football season. So we can play fantasy football, but yes, I'm here for it. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Total BS. Is a Total BS Pod? Yep. At the Total BS Pod, like and follow us on Facebook as well, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And this is the middle of the week pod, but on Sunday we have our video podcast that you can watch live on youtube and facebook the whole nine it's going to be great so hit us up everywhere and let us know if you're down for fantasy football because i'm excited for it
1: we we do have some pretty cool guests uh coming up soon uh next week i do believe next wednesday we have uh rosh right yeah uh from the la times he covers the nba um we did go after um, the young lady who actually broke the story on Patrick Mahomes, uh, inadvertently, I think, um, she was, uh, her name, she goes by the name of Katie Camlin, uh, Camlin, sorry. Uh, she's a liquor store, uh, worker and she saw a chief's exec come into the liquor store with six bottles of Don Perignon. And she said, Oh, what's going on today? And he says, Oh, we got, we got some big news coming and it isn't about Chris Jones. So she put two and two together. She figured it was going to be about Patrick Mahomes. She broke the news, and all hell broke loose. This girl became like the most popular uh, girl out there, and uh, good for her. She got a little. She got a little celebrity, but she did respond. Uh, we tried to get her on the podcast for Sunday, uh, and she she did say, "I appreciate the invite." However, uh, it, it it's kind of been pushed. That the liquor store that she works for and the chiefs have mutually agreed that she should just, you know, lay low, (laughs) which is totally cool. Good for her. Um, She got, she got her 15 minutes and uh, she got a lot of love. Even Adam Schefter um, replied to her. Um, after she had she said oh my gosh i beat Schefter to it
0: it's like holy shit i beat shefter <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: and so Schefter was like good job you know whatever and uh so yeah she was the first one to break that mahomes news and uh a couple hours later it was nationally known so good for her
0: so the chiefs told told her you, you need to lay low so the next time she well, laid- I, don't,
1: I don't know if they said lay low but i think they mutually agreed like okay cool you know like can you can can not put us on blast? You know we don't we don't want people to frequent this liquor store hoping to see another Chiefs exec buy some Dom.
0: <laughs> you know I mean? like, <laughs> she she, leave, she closes up shop her next shift, and there's only one car in the parking lot besides her, and it's Andy Reid with his lights <laughs> low. He, he hits the window, <laughs> doesn't say anything, just lets her know that. <laughs> I'm here, and I know about you. Just he just puts his fingers <laughs> to his lips.
1: No words.
0: Drives off. <laughs> That's it.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I just it. the seed right there. That I just imagine him in like win- like lim- limo, dark tint in the, the window comes rolling down, <laughs> L- light
0: little squeak, <laughs> silently just <laughs> slowly drives off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so
1: anyway so yeah we'll, we'll see if we can get another guest for sunday uh but uh, like i said we're we're constantly it feels like i'm constantly working the phones trying to get some good guests on here and uh we appreciate all the support and uh all the other people that have been on here we got we got some big names are going after so hopefully some of them will come through uh but you won't know until you tune in on sunday for our next live stream podcast but until then justin you got anything else conspiracy or not
0: Coming up on Sunday?
1: I think Conspiracy or Not is definitely in the cards for Sunday. So we'll bring that one back. We've got a couple other episodes, uh, you know, ob- or a couple <laughs> of other segments, right? We have the uh, Don't Be That Guy segment, which was very popular. And also, Tell Me Something Good. We just
0: started that last Sunday. I have one conspiracy or theory or not. So the only reason why the Chiefs told our- Katie, right? Yeah. Is the reason why they told Katie to lay low is because Andy Reid is a hitman. <laughs> <laughs> Conspiracy theory or not?
1: I'm going to say no. <laughs> but you can see more of that on Sunday on our live stream. Until then, we'll see you when we see you. Peace.
0: Your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool, it's just part of the program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You're not whack you just sound whack rapping after us. Yo, your fans just might turn into off fans. Be cool, it's just a part of this program. Bitch, your best 16 if you must You not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us